Stop Punishing Yourself, the only podcast that teaches neurodivergent Alaskans prone to anxiety and depression how to stop feeling like victims to their brains and start feeling empowered by them. I'm your host and neurospicy life coach, Alicia Turner, and I promise to take you from codependent and insecure to independent and unstoppable using the spiritual art and science of coaching. If you're ready to fully reverse the harmful wiring that's living rent-free all up in your brain, then let's get started. Hello, my fellow earthlings. How are you guys doing? I can't even believe it's April. I, I'm still in January, but it's good for, for the seasons. It's good because we're gaining daylight and I know summer's right around the corner. And I just made a big life decision. Uh, last week, last Monday, I decided to uh, not go back to where I was, but to go part-time at the sister restaurant that I used to work at or so. They have a much calmer vibe than Brew House where I worked before. And it's Italian themed and they have shorter hours, slower shifts. And this decision felt so good for my nervous system. It felt so good for my business with where I'm at right now. Currently I serve nine beautiful, incredible, powerful women. And I have space for 20. And so as I'm waiting for these 20 spots to fill, I'm going to go hang out at the restaurant three times a week. And I'm really looking forward to getting back to that part of my life. I've talked a lot this last year about going full time and the experience of that and the pros and cons. Maybe I haven't gone into too much details, but there's a lot of pros and a lot of cons. And it's a terrifyingly beautiful experience and one I'll get back to someday, but the timing of this now feels right. It feels good. I feel ready for it. It feels very full circle with the seasons changing and spring coming and I'm just ready for it. I'm ready for the change. I'm ready to fill more of my week with a lot more social interaction. I'm ready to leave my house. I'm in my house all the time when I work from home. So come say hi to your girl at Orso because I'll be back. Well, not back. I've actually never worked there, though. I have trained people there. Um, get back in my old block downtown. So little life update for me. Today, we are talking about how to be unrealistic. And this is one of my favorite things because I love to watch people's faces. I wish I could see yours right now. I love to watch people's faces when I tell them, don't be realistic. Like, don't think of what's practical. Do the opposite of that. And they're so confused and I love it. It's adorable. So here's the deal. I used to be realistic just like everyone else is, right? Just like we're socialized to be. I was caught up in the same illusion everyone else is caught up in, right? If I choose to be 
realistic and unreasonable, right? This is the lie we've been sold. If I do this, if I'm practical, if I'm super, super careful, if I'm really constrained and confined, then I'll always get to be comfortable. The trade-off is I'll never have to deal with any pain or struggle. That's what we think. That's what we think is that exchange going on there. But really, this is a lose-lose situation to be realistic and practical and try to be comfortable all the time. Because 100% pain and struggle still comes. 100% it's coming. About half the time it's going to be there no matter what you do or don't do. And so this false illusion that it won't come if you're realistic and practical is a lie. And also you, you stop going after what you want. You stop living daringly. You stop caring about your authentic desires and what you're really wanting out of life and you start playing it safe. And so then this subtly communicates to yourself, like I'm not believing in myself. I don't have the resources or courage or confidence that it requires to be more unrealistic. And this is a really, really fucking depressing place to be. So I don't want you to be there. Okay. So let's define some words before we go any further, because I don't want you to be confused about what I mean by unrealistic. When I say unrealistic, what I mean by that is you're setting a unique goal for yourself that makes your brain freak out a little bit. That makes your brain go, whoa, 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 that could never happen. That's unrealistic. That's what we want. Be that. Do that. It's got to make your brain say, that's a terrible idea. You are insane and crazy. Fuck you a little bit. That. That's what we're going for. An unrealistic goal like this will absolutely look drastically different from person to person because everyone is so different and and so nuanced and complex and we all want different things and we all have different paths. But for me, a, a few years ago, it looked like starting this blog. I kept having this idea of like, I just want to put my writing out there on a blog and put it on the internet, like it be its own website and thing. And my brain was like, no, you're stupid. No one cares. And you can't figure out the technology. It made my brain do the thing. It made my brain freak out, shut down and say, what are you thinking? This is dangerous. Stop it. So For someone else, this could look very different, right? It could look like getting that divorce you know you want to get but are too scared to do. It could look like learning how to bake bread if like cookbooks and flour terrifies you and brings up all your shit. The point is it really doesn't matter what the goal is. It's unique to you. You have to check in with you and be like, does this make me freak out? What am I really, really wanting and thinking is impossible and unrealistic? It's that thing. Ask yourself that question, okay? I'm not assuming the scary goal should be this textbook, same thing for everyone that I think a lot of people have in their minds as what goals is. That the thing that when we say like set goals, new year resolution, it makes everyone roll their eyes. That's, I'm not talking about that, okay? Our conventional understanding of that is very outdated and very gross. Like it's very dehumanizing, it's very empty. Um, It's like losing the weight, right? Get your transformation before and after so you'll be more worthy when you're skinnier. Barf. No, we don't want that. It could be get that success and that promotion at work. Get that approval from your boss. Chase that next credential, right? Get that big promotion. Become partner, right? Whatever it is. No, because again, that's just you doing the the society standards of what success is and that might not be authentic to you hey if it is that's okay 
But you've got to check in and also remove those filters of what we're told we want. We want to be skinny and rich and blah, blah, blah. No, that might not be what you want. It might be what someone wants out there, but it is not what everyone wants. I promise. It's also not that like find the perfect cookie cutter husband and two and a half kids and picket fence house with all the things, the jet skis, right? No, it might not be that. So that is not what I'm saying. I'm not saying be unrealistic and do something that would make your soul die. I'm saying find what it is for you. That little soft whisper in the back of your head that's like, you should do this. That's what I'm talking about. I want something real for you because you're your own human. You're different than everyone else. And then be unrealistic about it. That's my direction for you today. Here's what happens when you only ever allow yourself to be realistic. And this is why it's a problem. When you do this, you live in a small, tiny box where you're really cramped up and unfulfilled and wildly dissatisfied with your life, which is when I look out and observe, that's where I was. And that's where most people are. They're squeezing themselves into this tiny box society gave them, abandoning so much of who they authentically are. They're unfulfilled and they're a little pissed. They're so unhappy. And so the people in this tiny cramped box start to get really fucking grumpy. You resent everyone around you, not because they're doing something wrong and bad, but because you are so seethingly mad at yourself for choosing to be real, reasonable and realistic. A part of you is truly pissed at you whenever you do this. It's angry at you for cramping all of your power, all of your brilliance, all of your potential. That is like a fucking splitting an atom. Like that's how much power is in you. And you're forcing it into a tiny box that the world told you to get into. The subtle unconscious, very unconscious message. It's not going to flash in the front of your mind, but the unconscious message you're sending yourself every time you choose to be un choose to be realistic instead of unrealistic is I don't believe in you self. I don't believe you're worthy or capable of more than this tiny, safe, boring box life. I don't believe you deserve what you want. I don't believe you can, you're capable of figuring out this unrealistic path. I don't trust you. And that's why this being unrealistic business is so much less about what the goal actually is. It really, truly doesn't matter what the goal is. It's so much more about mending this aggression you have to yourself. It's about mending your connection and your relationship to you. It's about confronting the ways you've been limiting and frustrating yourself and then projecting that frustration onto things outside of you that are not responsible for it. This is what we're all really, really mad at is when we choose to play small and safe and dissatisfied instead of going after bigger things that would fill us up. So let's stop doing that, shall we? It's truly remarkable when you stop being realistic with like when you think about your future. When you think about your life, you open up to so many more possibilities and so much more space to feel and experience more than just that tiny range of like dissatisfied, stressed, eh, a little relieved when I eat a cookie. Like it's so boring. There's also so much more space to feel uncomfortable. And that's why you want to stop being realistic. Okay. And here is how. 
I think I'm saying the words wrong. Like I can't hear myself as I'm talking, but you want to stop being realistic. If I said stop being unrealistic, that's just me mixing up my words. Now, here is how to be unrealistic. Okay. Cause that's what we're wanting you to do. It's very simple. You have to be willing to regularly feel a lot of disappointment and other negative emotions like rejection and embarrassment. If you're not willing to feel those terrible emotions that automatically come with expanding your life, then what you're doing is choosing to fail yourself ahead of time and staying stuck with settling for far less than you do deserve, right? And then that's where that resentment and frustration breed. Being unrealistic is an art that grows you and growth feels terrible half the time. And that's okay. That's perfectly okay. It's supposed to be that way in nature. Everything grows. So nature tells us we're a part of it. Grow, grow, get uncomfortable half the time. So that's number one, learn how to feel an emotion like disappointment. Be ready and willing to feel it as often as it comes up without making it mean Something's gone wrong. I can't do this. I need to run back to the cave, right? Decide ahead of time. I'm going to set this goal. It's unrealistic and I'm ready and excited to feel disappointed along the way. I'm willing to feel it. I know it's safe to feel it. I know my body can handle it. And, and when it does come up, when these feelings of rejection and disappointment do come up, it actually means you're headed in the right direction. Keep on going. Good job. It can be a lovely, rewarding marker on your path. And if you don't know how to feel emotions, again, you're not going to have this willingness. You might lie to yourself. Yeah, okay, I'll be willing to feel. And then it comes and you're going to be like, oh my God, what the fuck is this? Get out of here. Right? You have to know the art of how to feel an emotion. So the next part on how to be unrealistic is being willing to fail multiple times. And I always use my learning how to play piano metaphor for learning to or being willing to fail because I embodied this practice so effortlessly when it came to piano. I just, something in my brain was like, yeah, I'm gonna fail. I'm gonna totally fail a bunch and it's not a problem. I had decided to learn piano and in, in learning anything, right? Not just an instrument, literally anything, learning how to walk people. Look at, if you don't have any babies in your life, look at how long it takes to learn how to walk, how many times you have to fail at it before you get good at it, right? We forget this. You have to suck at it at first, at all learning, okay? If you want to learn to do something like start your own business or ask for a promotion or get a divorce, you have to be willing to suck at it at first. But so many people sacrifice their big dreams, their big desires, because they're unwilling to do this one very simple, harmless thing. Fail at it a few times, several times, a hundred times, a thousand times. They say, no, if I don't do it first perfectly, I'm not going to do it. But then they, they don't use that as their reason. They tell themselves a lie in a story. I can't. Oh, I just don't have time. Or, oh, I'm, I'm just this type of person, so I can't go do that, blah, blah, blah. Those are all lies. Those are all cop-out excuses. What they're actually saying to themselves is, I'm unwilling to fail, and I don't have the guts to not get it right the first time, so I'm just not going to do it because I'm not willing to feel disappointment or embarrassed or whatever. 
And so I experienced this too, because I am also human. So the piano thing is, is an exam. I am not that way in other areas of my life. That's why I'm so like kind of amazed by it. And I always draw so much wisdom from that experience. I'm so glad I decided to learn the piano. It's given me so much more than just like do, 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 do. And so I experienced this in my business. I experienced this in my relationships, right? But in my piano practice, it was so easy. I got this concept. I was like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm willing to fail. I'll totally suck at first. That's not a problem. That makes a lot of sense because I've never done it before. I really don't care how long it takes. I'm not in a rush because I'm not using piano to prove my worth. That's a big indicator. If if you're in a big rush, it means you're running to prove your worth. So look out for that. If you're not willing to fail, again, it's because you're attaching your worth to the outcome right? These are all very subtle things that I go over with my clients all the time. We've got to pick apart. We've got to dissect it. We've got to look at where there's a disconnect. But in piano, for goodness sake, I just didn't have any of this yuck. And so now I can superimpose it onto my business. And I'd be like, oh, I'm attaching my worth to this outcome. But if it was piano, I'd just be like, oh, it's not a problem, right? And I can move forward. I don't care how long it takes. I'm getting there no matter what because I decided I am. And so in my business, when my brain goes, uh, I'm not willing to fail here. I think I should get it perfect right away. And if I don't, then that means I'm a big fat asshat. And I'm like, wait, why? Like, that doesn't make sense. Why aren't you willing to fail? Why do you think you need to get it perfect? Because in your unwillingness to fail, you automatically fail yourself ahead of time. You quit. You slowly are like, oh, retreat, squeeze back into that tiny box, disappoint yourself ahead of time, never start, hide, procrastinate, put off. And the name of the game is to, get, is to keep getting out into the arena. That's where life happens. That's where fulfillment lives. That's where the juiciness of being a human is. That's where we get the chance to have our own back, to trust ourselves, to experience courage instead of just constant frustration and stress. Committing to communicating with yourself, right? It's possible you can do this. That's what happens when you become unrealistic. When you decide to play around with it. I actually do believe in you, self. You are worth going after this. Why don't we give it a shot? What if we're just willing to fail at it ahead of time? What if we're willing to let it take as long as it needs to take? You are deserving of this goal, right? Only you get to decide that. When I decided I want to play piano, it wasn't because the universe gave me permission or there was a sign in the, si the sky that said you deserve this. And the same is true for any other goal. It's totally safe to fail and suck at it. It's totally safe to go after it. The only thing stopping you is you. That is all it takes, you guys. So be real, unrealistic about something today. I almost messed it up again. Be unrealistic. Be unrealistic, okay? About something you really want. And tell yourself the truth. Gosh, our brains lie to us all the time. You absolutely can have what you want. You just may not be ready to feel disappointment or fail multiple times. And that's okay too. But tell yourself the truth. You can. It is possible. And it's a matter of your willingness to feel negative emotion 
and suck at it at first. As for me, no matter how often my brain, oh, it relentlessly tries to squeeze me back into that terrible suffocating little box, I have chosen to be committed to being unrealistic in my life now. And it has worked wonders for me so far. So give it a try. Let me know how it goes. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening, buddy. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, you have to come check out my one-on-one coaching program. It's 24 weeks of me and you where I take all the guesswork out of your self-awareness journey. I'm just going to give you all the answers in one go. I guarantee you after these 24 weeks, you will feel like a completely different human, empowered, focused, motivated, in love with yourself and on fire for your life again. Go to aliciaturnercoaching.com right now to book your free consult call and I'd love to have you join while spots last. I'll see you there.